quick throw left side. Has the first down and more up the sideline. 40, 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Houston. There is no offseason for your Houston Texans. Game day is every day. Now, it's Texans All Access. Welcome, everybody, to a Wednesday edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio, the mobile version on a wonderful, wonderful Wednesday evening. I'm still uh, trying to get used to this whole it's light at 6 o'clock sort of thing. But, man, it was nice today in the city of Houston. Actually, in the afternoon, uh, around lunchtime, when I was leaving NRG Stadium, to come back to the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio, I almost spun out around 610 in South Post Oak. So, ooh, it was dicey with the weather for a little bit, but now it's perfect. I am your host, John Harris, football analyst, sideline reporter, and joined by the voice of the Texans, my good pal, Mark Vandermeer. Mark, good evening. How are you, my good friend? Johnny, I'm doing great. You know, I wrote a piece today on the free agency frenzy going on and just the fact that, you know, you're hitting phone refresh all the time, refreshing the Twitter feed. And I said, I mean, I outed myself and I think I have on this show anyway, that I'm on vacation, actually. So you can tell this is going over really well with the family that (laughs) I'm writing stories. I'm on the air. I'm constantly on Twitter. We're on top of Enchanted Rock and I'm doing an Instagram post. You know, this is not exactly what they tell you to do when they say unplug. I am so plugged in. I constantly need to have this phone on recharge because I'm like, it's down to single digits again in percentage? Come on. So it's just been that kind of time. But obviously, you know, start of the league year, everything going on, everyone wants to know what's happening. Yes, 2021, the actual league year started today at 3 o'clock Central. Teams trying to get things done. And we'll get to a few things that Texas did and what was made official in certain areas, in particular Indianapolis. Real fast out of the shoot, last night news came down uh, in, involving uh, a key Texan, Deshaun Watson. The Texans put out a statement today. That's all really any of us can comment on it. Mark and I are not going to. And we figured, you know, well, let's just talk football because that's what people want to come listen to us talk ball. So let's do it. Mark, let's handle the the Texans news of the day. And that being Zach Fulton trying to get the cap in order for 2021 after the signings. They haven't all gone official. And again, physicals have to be passed for these things to go through. Keep that in mind. That said, the Texans release Zach Fulton. That frees up, I don't know, about $3.75 million in cap space. It's a little bit, but I think it was enough to get them under the cap and get them ready to go for the league year. Mark, your thoughts about Zach Fulton moving on, his years here in Houston, and how you think going about this offensive line, this offensive line will go about in 2021 and even beyond well obviously you know Fulton was brought in here we remember Jeff Allen right former chief and then you went to Zach Fulton former chief and look Fulton was part of some nice wins some nice moments as a Houston Texan no question about it we all know what happened in 2020 we all want to forget about that but look I I prefer to remember the good times and and there were plenty And I think that after you go through a year that the Texans just experienced, 
you start to look at playoff seasons, even where you lose in, in the first round, in the wild card round, or you get to the divisional round. And I know the heartbreaking loss. We don't need to get into that anymore. But the point is you won a lot of games with Zach Fulton, and, and that was good. Uh, but this year you lost a lot of games, so that's why we're having this massive overhaul right now with the change at the top and everything else. And I think that the line uh, took some steps forward, Johnny. Look, I know that Fulton has a lot of capability, but you bring in Marcus Cannon, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you you bring in help immediately at the guard spot, and I know there's some talk from the outside, not from the inside necessarily. I mean, who knows what they're talking about behind closed doors about, you know, would you move Howard around? Would you move Cannon to the outside? The point is this. I just think you're a better O-line right now based on the acquisitions that they've made uh, so far, the reported acquisitions, because, again, as you pointed out, they're not going to release any names until all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed and physicals are taken. So the paperwork's not completely in yet. But we all know, we saw who's going to be on this football team. I think the line is better. So they had to be under the cap. Uh, They've added, what, 17 guys in the last week or so. Uh, and I think it's really positive stuff uh, overall. This isn't it necessarily uh, because you still have the draft. You still have other acquisitions you could possibly make. You still have trades. But I do believe they are better on the O-line. And I want to ask you, I mean, they added the center. You know, you add Marcus Cannon. Uh, you have Sharping coming back. You know, he's in year three now. Can he really get consistent the way you wanted him to from the get-go? I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking but they're going to get a chance to work with them. So we'll see how it goes. My whole thought, Mark, going in, when I sat down at the end of the season and I kind of went through each of the positions and thought about, okay, how does each position change going forward? What needs to happen? What need need to look at? I wrote down, I got to the interior offensive line. And I said, I think we're going to need two new starters, one at center, one at guard, potentially a third new starter, depending how you look at Sunil Kelamete versus Max Sharping. And I think Sunil started more games. Maybe Max did. I don't know. Either way, let's say you do pencil Max in at that left guard spot. I still felt like there were going to be two new starters. And, yes, that meant, you know, somebody to replace Nick Martin. So this is pretty much on point with what I expected. They went out and got a free agent in Justin Britt. Now, I didn't anticipate them trading for Marcus Cannon. And I'm not totally sure how my gut tells me that Cannon Howard will be on the field, but how they line up, I don't know. That I'm not totally sure about. My gut says Cannon at guard, Howard stays at right tackle. But I think James Camp, an offensive line coach, is going to have plenty of opportunity to look at it, feel it out, and then go, okay, here's how I want to go about doing it. I do feel like with those two guys, Britt and Cannon, added, when I last Watched them play in 2019, I felt like, man, those guys can play. Those guys would be really good additions. You told me in 2019, hey, two years from now, you're going to add Justin Britton, you're going to add Marcus Cannon. I would say, yeah, okay, let's do it. Now that you throw in there an ACL, then you add in there COVID opt-out, and you're like, eh, it would give me a little bit of hesitation, I think. But, again, it's been about 18 months or more for Justin Britt to not take all the pounding. It's been, you know, a year plus for Marcus Cannon to not take that pounding. The last addition that I put in there was I do feel like drafting an interior offensive lineman is not only a must, but I think at that point that 
rookie you bring in, depending on where you draft him and who it ends up being, I think that rookie ends up being in competition with Max Sharping potentially for that other guard spot. And I like the interior offensive line in this draft. They're not guys that – there's not a Quentin Nelson in this draft, Mark, but there are a lot of talented dudes at the guard spot in particular, some that I don't want to say underperformed, but I think some guys with some outstanding talent that just haven't gotten to their ceiling for whatever reason, be it medical, uh, COVID, whatever the case might be. So I still think, and this was my plan, I think two guys are changing. So I think a vet's coming in. I felt like a rookie was going to come in. I didn't see the Marcus Cannon thing coming, but I like it because if you get Cannon and Howard out on the field together, one of them is going to play guard more than likely. So at that point, I feel like you've gotten better uh, on the offensive line, no doubt. Now, here's another one I want to hit you with, Mark. This has not been made official, and now that the days are all running together, I mean, really all running together, I think this was today. But the Texans have tendered Farrell Brown tight end. It's a guy we've talked a lot about, Farrell Brown coming back to the Texans, and it looks like it's going to happen your gut reaction to Farrell Brown joining the Texans or coming back to the Texans for 2021? I feel like this happened a while ago. Why do I feel like that? But the thing is, with yeah. Farrell Brown, yeah. you, you have a player who can catch the football. Look, he's not going to be Gronk for you, okay? But he's going to catch the football on occasion and be effective doing it, but as a blocker. And I think as a team guy, I think Farrell Brown can certainly help you win. Uh, we all remember taking people with them on a few yeah. occasions on catches and runs, and that was really cool to see. I like that. You know, it's funny because we really haven't talked much tight end in this whole process, have we? In fact, when I was writing my Daily Brew today on the free agency frenzy, you know, due to being a, an official team piece here, I can't name players that they've acquired until they officially announce them. But I said, you know, they got better in the trenches. I think they got better overall on defense. I think they got better in the backfield. You know, you had Mark Ingram, you have Tyrod Taylor to help out with your quarterback depth. Great stuff. But we don't talk a lot about tight end here. I do think they have a good group. But where is it going? You know, and you and I talked about Vandermock and whatever other mocks there are out there. Are they going to take a tight end or not? But look, that's another solid piece. And I think they have a lot of guys like this, Johnny, who are, get, are not going to lead off SportsCenter. You know, they're, they're not going to create national headlines. PFT is not going to get a lot of extra clicks because of the lot, a lot of the guys that they signed, but it's the cumulative effect. It's the fact that they're all good, solid players that can build, you can build a team around, you know, that, you know, they, they are, they are foundation pieces. So let's see how it all fits together. I mean, I, I like the pieces that they have here, but again, you know, you look at some pieces that the Patriots brought in, but they're really expensive. You know, so there's more risk there. I think with the Texans, their cap situation being what it was, their overall situation being what it was and is, they've done the right things here. And Nick Casario has gotten a lot of credit for it so far. But again, it's all on paper and it's all March and it doesn't matter until you get to the field in September and you see how it plays out in 2021. So uh, Farrell Brown is part of the mix right now. Yeah, no doubt. I, I like that if, if that becomes official, him coming back. And there was, there's been some talk about cap casualties and is Darren Fells going to be a cap casualty? 
I, I don't know at this point if I, I want that to happen. I don't love this tight end class, to be honest with you, Mark. So I know. I'm, I'm not a big fan of it. I do think there are some guys in the mix that you could get in later rounds that, that can make some plays. We talked about a few the other day, John Bates from Boise State. But I just – I'm not in love with this tight end class. But if Khaled Waring and Farrell Brown and Darren Fells are your three tight ends, and then you bring in a couple of rookies that come learn behind them and give you depth during training camp, I, I, could, be, I could be fine with that. What I'm not fine with yet is what's at corner. Cornell Armstrong, Keon Crossan, uh, Bradley Roby, Vernon Hargraves, although Hargraves I feel is more inside guy. Um, John Reed's more an inside guy as I look at it. And that's it. Now, I don't have a problem with those guys in particular, but it's just not having enough bodies really at that corner position. We've got to get bodies at that corner position. But one that the Texans did apparently sign, and we'll wait for it to be official, Terrence Mitchell. Now, yeah. Mark, I don't know why I've listened all day long to radio, to TV, all day long. Not one person has mentioned the fact that Terrence Mitchell's been here before. He was here in 2016, and he should have stayed here in 2016, but he didn't, and now he comes back after starting at various points for the Browns, for the Chiefs. Your thoughts about Terrence Mitchell coming back and potentially starting for this team at corner? Well, you said it, you know, and as you started to say all those names, I was like, well, where's Terrence Mitchell? Where's Terrence Mitchell? And there he is. You were setting that up, and it's another player who can help. Look, I wondered about Roby, just being honest here. Is, is he going to be around here? Is he not going to be around here? He has got a ton of ability. We all know that. And you pair him up with Mitchell. I do like Hargraves going back to Nichols, spending more time there uh, where he belongs. I still don't think they're done. I think this is a position group where, look, we talk about it. When you get to your final 53, very often you've had six corners, four safeties, Something like that, something in that range. And obviously, everybody who's not a starter has to play special teams. In training camp, you could have as many as 10, 12 corners. I don't know how many they're going to have, but they're going to have a lot of bodies in here because not only the guys we just mentioned, but they want to find a find. They want to find a diamond in the rough. They yep. want to be able to get at least one of those guys. We weren't even thinking about this, and a, a player emerges, either a draft choice or whatever. And it happens. You know, I, I was going to say it happens all the time. It doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen. And you want to be able to take advantage of that. So Casario part one is all this player acquisition stuff during free agency and some of the trades and everything like that. Part two is, and actually, actually part one is really evaluating the team, but part two in this case will be the draft and how he goes about this and how he deals with these eight picks. And you know he's going to want to move up and down the board a little bit. And I'm eager to see how he puts some of those smaller deals together because to us, they're all interesting. I know, again, they're not going to be like, oh, my gosh, look at Nick Casario traded, you know, <laughs> a fifth and whatever to move up into the fourth round and grab whoever. That's not going to be, you know, major headline stuff. But to us, it could be a big deal and could turn into a player that helps this team. Coming up next, Mark Vanderman a chance to sit down with David Culley with a few season ticket members and they talked a lot about the coaching staff. We'll have the interview, Mark, with David Culley next right here on Texans All Access. 
Can't get enough Texans radio? We've got shows. We've got podcasts. We've got interviews. It's all on HoustonTexans.com. Teachers and parents, are you looking for an educational resource to keep your students engaged? The Houston Texans Toro and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all while having fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the Kids School Program page and run your students through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! Even now, while we're distancing, your body needs to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are ready with advanced technology and imaging to deliver custom treatment plans safely. And our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. The Houston Texans Scratch Ticket from the Texas Lottery is your ticket for a chance to win up to $100,000. And it's your opportunity to enter promotional drawings for a chance to win an away game trip on a private plane, VIP season tickets, luxury suite tickets to a home game, and more. So get your Houston Texans Scratch Ticket today. Houston NFL Holdings LP, all rights reserved. For detailed game odds and information, visit txlottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket or enter a promotional second chance drawing. Play responsibly. Play responsibly. Play responsibly. Welcome to Texans All Access. We are brought to you in part by AWS. Behind every incredible play are thousands of data points you might otherwise miss, such as a player's speed, field location, and movement patterns. The NFL uses AWS to process this large and complex data in real time. It's called next-gen stats, and with AWS machine learning and artificial intelligence technology, the NFL has developed ways to uncover deeper insights and expand the fan experience by offering a broader range of advanced stats and visualizations. Visit nextgenstats.nfl.com for all things stats. Next-gen stats powered by AWS. Now here's the show. Keep up with the Houston Texans everywhere you go. Hey. Download the Texans mobile app. Hey. Welcome back, everybody, to Wednesday edition of Texans All Access. From the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio, I am your host, John Harris. I've been your host all week as Mark is out and about during spring break. I think it's spring break. My clock is all off. When my kid's out of school, it's just throwing me completely off. But either way, I've been here all week. But Mark's going to stick with us for this next piece because he had a chance to catch up with David Culley with a number of season ticket members, and they talked a lot about things going on, but in particular, talking about certain members of the coaching staff. But Mark first wanted to know how Coach was doing, how he was handling everything the first few months in office, if you will. Coach, how's it going? Good to see you. Going fine, Mark. Good to see you also. Good to see that smile on your face. That makes me feel really good. Well, you're the one with the smile, all right? And you're the one with the infectious energy. It's felt all around the building. I wanted to ask you, how's it been so far? Because I know when we first chatted, when you first got here, you were just getting your toes in the water of Houston and the building, the organization. How's it been these first few weeks for you? Man, you you saw me then have my toes in the ground. I'm sprinting right now. I'm in a full sprint right now. It has been really good. You know, we've been going through since then, since we talked, 
you know, we've gone through uh, putting together a coaching staff. Uh, we've gone through, we've gone through free agency right now. Uh, we're going through meetings with our coaching staff on Zoom meetings, uh, doing self-scout with football in the mornings with our coaching staff, and then doing evaluations in the afternoon with our coaching staff. So it, it's been a full day, and it's been, we've been ripping and roaring. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you work on the field, Coach, and soon enough we'll be able to get a glimpse of that, we hope. And it's funny because I caught up with uh, Jonathan Grenard this week. He said he had a chance to meet you and some of the other players, or I imagine not all the players because not all of them are here working out or doing whatever, but what's it been like to interact with some of these guys anyway as you've gotten to know them a little bit? Hey, it's been very exciting. It's been very exciting, Mark. I mean, I'm talking about they're so excited about moving forward right now, Mm -hmm. and they're so excited not only because I'm excited, but simply because a new, a new year is a new year. Everything, you always start. And all 32 teams in this league right now feel like they have as good a chance as anybody to be a Super Bowl champion. You all feel that way. Now, there are things that you have to go into and things got to do to get you to that point. And then as a new staff here right now, we're no different than all the other teams that are going through the same things that we're going through right now during this time and during the offseason. It's just that we're new, and we've been a little bit behind simply because we hadn't all, all had our staff all here. Uh, well, we've actually just going through all the things now that everybody else does during this time of year, and it's been great. And meeting those players in the weight room, I, I told somebody earlier today, I've actually gone down there a couple of times, but I try to get down there early before they get in there because my weight room workout and their weight room workout <laughs> is completely different. So I don't want them to understand that I'm an example of what it should be like. I go down to watch them to say, this is what I'm trying to get like. But it has been really good. Coach, you're in there, and that's the main thing, okay? You're an inspiration to us all. All right, well, let's talk about your staff a little bit. And I want to start on the defensive side of the ball because Lovey Smith is the coordinator, former head coach, couple of NFC championship game appearances, a Super Bowl appearance for him. He's from Texas. Tell us about Lovey. How do you feel about this selection? I couldn't be more excited to have Lovey. Uh, he's actually, during my coaching career, we, he's kind of been a mentor of me when I first came into this league of bouncing things off of. Uh, obviously, his record speaks for itself as an assistant coach, as a defensive coordinator, and as a head coach. And I feel so lucky and so fortunate to be able to have him on my staff with his experience. And again, the other thing about luck, about Lovey, and you just mentioned this, Mark, he's a Texan. I'm talking about, and he is so excited to be back here. And under, one of the things that I talked to him about was he just says, David, I just remember, and I know how passionate these people are around here about football. And he is so excited to be here and to help us get to where we need to go. And I couldn't be more excited to have him. Now, we've seen a multiple sort of defense here in recent years, but mostly sort of a 3-4 in base, and that's how it's listed in the media guide. I know as the game is played, you have all these sub-packages, but what are you expecting from Lovey? What should the fans expect maybe style-wise? Will it be a mixed bag of things? Are you not ready to show your hand just yet? What can you tell Well, them? not yet. You know, we'll sit down as a defensive staff, they will, and, and discuss where we want to go. But I will say this about what Lovey believes in. Just like on offense, we believe in you don't turn the ball over, you have a chance to win a game. Lovey believes in you have to get turnovers to win football games. And he's going to have a defense and is going to gear it to be able to create turnovers, to get turnovers. Just like on offense, you score. On defense, you score by getting turnovers. And, and that's been a makeup of his 
throughout his entire career. That's been a makeup of his defenses that he's had. It's been a makeup of the defense that he's had since he's been a head coach. And, and that's the one thing that I'm excited about with the with philosophically about what Lovey believes in and where we're going to go with that belief. So, Coach, you kept Tim Kelly as offensive coordinator. And tell us what you like about Tim and what he brings to the table moving forward. Well, I've heard nothing but before I came here, and, and I'll say this, I've played against the Texans a couple of times, and Tim's been the coordinator and been calling the plays. And I can tell you this, the defensive guys always felt like he always kept you on your heels. Uh, he's been he, – you've seen what he did last year as far as – with the offense of keeping doing things, being versatile and, and, and having an offense that, that will do whatever's necessary to be able to put points on the board. And, and, and that's the thing about Tim. And the other thing I'll, I'll say about Tim is this, is that he is a flat out ball coaching Jesse now. And, and I say that from a standpoint of, of he loves it. Uh, you feel it from him, just like he feels from me, the excitement of me being here to be a Texan. He feel, I feel the same way about him when he starts talking about offensive football. And, and we're aligned from the standpoint of being that he knows what it takes to be successful, and he's been successful, and I'm excited about having him and his staff to be able to do the things that we need to do to move forward. All right, we don't have time to go over all the guys, of course, but Pep Hamilton intrigues me. Quarterbacks coach, passing game coordinator, you know all about that. You were once that. But tell us about Pep Hamilton his experience, he has a lot of it, so he's a valuable addition to this staff. Well, again, I'm going to go back to having Lovey. Uh, you know, uh, again, th- you, you, that's not something you teach. That's something that you have learned. That's something from experience. He's been there and done that. He's coached mm-hmm. some of the best quarterbacks in this league. He just had the rookie of the year at quarterback this year at the, mm-hmm. at the Chargers, did a wonderful job with him. Uh, he's been a coordinator before in this league. He's been a coordinator in college. He's, you know, he, his, his experience and, and his, his teaching, you know, he understands what successful quarterbacking is all about. And if you look back through the history of the quarterbacks he's had, uh, they've been winning quarterbacks. And that's the one thing that we wanted to make sure that when we hired that position, that we got a guy that understood that the most important thing at that position is put that quarterback being the guy that puts us in position week in and week out to win football games. And his history has said he's done that, and we're looking forward to him doing that same thing here. Great to see Romeo Cradell still having a role with the coaching staff, and, and I know that you've known him and known about him for a long time as well. So what about Romeo moving forward, Coach? Well, listen, I've talked to Romeo probably for the last two days in a row, and listen, I go way back with Romeo. Romeo recruited me out of high school. That's how far I go back with Romeo. And again, Romeo is the same person today that he was when he was recruiting me as a high school senior out of high school. And again, once I got into this league, Romeo was another one of those guys that has been kind of a mentor. Uh, You got to look at Romeo's history. I mean, this guy has been a part of multi, multi, multi Super Bowl winning football teams, two different places. Uh, He's been a head coach twice his experience is unbelievable uh having he and lovey here for me uh being a first-time head coach being able to bounce things off of because of they've been there and done that just gives me so much more confidence and and being able to move forward and 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 do the things that we need to do to be successful what is it like being a coach this time of year because you're evaluating this roster and and i know nick casario is working so hard on that stuff 
but you guys are all working together. You're collaborating. So what is that whole process like? What can you tell us? Well, Nick and his staff has done a tremendous job. I mean, they have, have, have looked at our roster. We've gone through our roster inside and outside. He's doing a tremendous job of being able to assemble the kinds of players that we need to be able to replace and bring here because of the players through free agency that leave and the players that come and go. And the process has been just great. We feel like we're right on schedule with where we are right now and going through that process. It's an everyday process, Mark. It changes every day. I mean, people come on the market, people go off the market and then things, but, but Nick, his, his years of experience and the things that he has done through his past, we are right on track for where we need to be right now, as far as that goes. Well, Coach, being a new head coach, you're supposed to get extra time with your team to get ready for the 2021 campaign. And I guess the offseason still co- sort of coming into shape schedule-wise. But what about you getting together with the staff and starting that process of organizing how you're going to practice when you can eventually practice? What can you share with us there? Well, we're still waiting on the league to tell us exactly what the offseason is going to be about right now. But if it's anything like it was last year with the Zoom meetings and whatnot, uh, uh, you know, teams went through that last year that were, that were new, that were new coaches here. And as, as coaches, Mark, we adjust. I mean, whatever they give us and whatever criteria they give us to be able to use as far as, as, as going through the offseason, we'll figure out a way to be able to do that. And once we get the schedule and once they tell us exactly what the parameters are, we got a plan to be able to do that. Uh, just like last year, it, that plan came to us uh, uh, two or three days before we had to figure out what everybody was getting ready to do. And as you can see across the league, everybody adjusted and everybody w- w- everybody was in a situation where you figured out what was best for you to be able to do that. And we have a plan for either way, whether we get to go on the field or whether we don't get to go on the field. We got a plan for that. Speaking of my staff, we actually have our entire staff here in the building here with the Texans. We've been Zoom meeting uh, throughout this time. Uh, guys have been all over the country and I'm so excited to get them all in for the first time. And then once they walk in this building and they feel what's happening in this building right now, uh, I, I can't be more excited to be able to sit down and get with all of them. We've been talking with zoom, just like you and I are right now. And, and, and I know it is good to be able to do what we're doing right now, but, but Mark, when I see you face to face, it is completely different than with zooming right now. And I can't wait to do that with our staff. Yeah, what about other members of the organization that you've been able to meet? Because, yeah, not everybody is in the building. I'm in the building right now, but it's kind of difficult. It's a, it's a unique dynamic, and especially for you being new. It is, Mark, but I tell you what I've been doing. I've been walking all over this building. I've been going inside and out. I've been lost a couple of times and met people <laughs> that worked here that I didn't even know this was where they were supposed to be. But, but the point is, is I've made a point of being able to, to do that because – Everybody in this building, Mark, is important. Everybody has a job, and that job is just as important, whatever it is, as a job I do as coaching this football team, as our players do, as playing, as, as, as Nick and everybody in this building does. All of it is important. And, again, I just want to make sure I get around and let them understand that, oh, I appreciate that and understand that, hey, look, we're all going in this one direction. We appreciate you. You're all important. And that this attitude that you're seeing, not just from me, I'm seeing it all around this building right now, Mark. And, 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 and again, that's exactly what we want. And I'm excited about that. 
Well, you have all this experience, obviously, and we were just talking about the uncertainty of the offseason so far. We hope everything gets back to normal, but there's no guarantee. Didn't you go through that process with the Ravens last year with that, was it a Wednesday game you guys played after all that turmoil? They, they actually, at that time, we actually supposed to play on a Sunday. Right. Then it became a Monday. And then it became a Tuesday. And finally, we played on a Wednesday. But again, we adjusted. I mean, Mark, as coaches uh, in this business, I mean, you adjust. I mean, all of a sudden, we're coming in, we're expecting to play on Sunday. Uh, we're actually expecting, we were going to travel. And we actually didn't travel. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the travel got changed three times. But when we got to the game, and once everything was on the table, and those guys went on the field, it was like nothing had ever happened, simply because you have to make adjustments. You have to adjust. Just like from year to year with your football team, it changes. And every, everything changes. And we change with it. And, you, and usually for the positive. And that's how during this, this pandemic with the COVID, I mean, we, hey, you just tell us what we need to do, how we need to do it, and then we'll go and do You tell us what our parameters are, and then we'll figure out a way to get it done, and we're going to make it work, and we're going to be successful doing whatever it is you allow us to do. And that's what we're doing right now. I don't want to go too far back in the past, but I, I have to ask you this because as a head coach for a few weeks now, month and a half, however long it's been, and, and you've worked with so many great ones, I got to imagine that sometimes you hear Bill Cowher's voice or Sam Weish or Andy Reid or John Harbaugh in different situations as they come up. And I know new ones are going to come up every day, but can you reflect on that a little bit for us? You couldn't have said that much better. There are certain things that happen that happened to me not now as a head coach that is coming for my desk that I can remember Andy having this, me having a conversation with Andy about what if this happens? Well, I can remember it happening with him and me being around him when those things happen. I can remember way back, I go back to Sam White, who was the first head coach I worked for in this business with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I can remember Sam uh, uh, telling me about, let's just remember now, David, this is the NFL. All we do here is football. You don't recruit. You don't have to, hey, we draft him. But he, I can remember him always saying, this is a 12-month deal. He says, it's ne it never stops. I can go back to, to uh, uh, just this past year with John Harbaugh, who I worked with as an assistant coach in Philadelphia. Just some, some things that, that, that they have done with their football team. And I go with, with, with Sean McDermott. And then I go back to Bill Cowher. You know, back, back when I was in Pittsburgh with Bill Cowher, all those guys, to me, had something that I, that I want to make sure I bring here. And that was they had a consistency, Mark, with the way they went about doing things. And every day when you came into work, Every day when you went out onto the football field, you knew what you were getting every day. And that's the one thing that all of those guys I felt like that I've carried with me that I feel like is very important. What can you tell us with some X's and O's about the way the offense might look? Well, I can tell you what, we're, we're going to score as many points as we can score. And, and, the, and, and the big thing is this, we're going to always, always try to score one more at least than the other team. And that being the case, now that may be three to that may be three to two, but that means at least we got the field goal. But the point is, is with Tim, you've seen what Tim has done with this offense. We've seen what Pep has done with where he's been. We're going to kind of get all our ideas together. We're going to formulate them. And basically what we're going to do is we're going to do what our personnel dictates us to do. And, and that's going to be consistent with whatever it is we're doing. We're going to do what we got to do to win the football game. In college, I think it's interesting because Romeo was here at Texas Tech back in the day. 
you were with the Yaggies. It was later on than when Romeo was right. here with Texas Tech. But I love that Texas connection. And, and you got to feel special just being a head coach of a pro football team in the Lone Star State. Without a doubt. Let me tell you something. I've always heard before I came to Texas, I actually, it was, I first started at UTEP was my first experience in, in Texas. And then my next experience was at Texas A&M. And let me tell you what I found out about being here is football is more than just a game. It's a way of life. And when you get to the level that I'm at right now, not only is, is it a way of life, I mean, it, that's what you do. And the passion around here, Mark, uh, the passion, not just in this state, but in this city and all around with what the Texans mean is unbelievable. And, and, and to me as a football coach, we couldn't ask for any more than that. And we understand that every time we step out on the football field, we know that those people that are sitting in NRG Stadium right now, what they're looking for, and we know they got our backs 100%, and then we're going to be able to put a product out there that they're going to be very proud of. Have you been able to get out in Houston much, Coach, since we last talked, since you got the job? Not much, uh, uh, but I have gotten even more more uh, recommendations about the restaurants that which you had <laughs> mentioned earlier about. I've got them, and but I've been so busy right now with doing mm -hmm. what we're doing here. And uh, uh, but what I've heard is this is not just a great place for restaurants. This is a world class place for for food now, and all kinds of food. And oh, yeah. and listen, I am. A, I wouldn't say I'm a connoisseur of food. I would say I love food and I love to eat. And that's why every morning now I go in that weight room. I, I don't go in there to get my body beautiful. I go in there to make sure I can eat what I need to eat later on. Okay. So that's my feeling on that. So I'm looking forward to it, but I'm going to have to really work hard because of the food here for what I've been told is so good. And, and I'm not going to shy away from it now. I'm not going to shy away from it. Coach, how do you get your energy? What are you, what are you doing? Are you drinking coffee a lot? I mean, what, what can you tell us about that? Mark, I'm telling you, that, that energy comes from being a part of what I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. I've had it, but it, it's going to a different level right now. And, and I also want all those fans out there listening right now to understand is that's who I am. That's who we are here at the Texans. And that's what it's going to be like because I know that's what they want. I know that's who they are. And, and we're going to mesh together with that. But, that hey, I wake up every day just being blessed to be able to do what I do here. Uh, as I said before, this is not a job to me, although I do get paid at it. This is a passion to be able to do what I do here. And at this point, where I'm at in my career, I couldn't be in a better place with a better franchise in a better city than where I am right now. Well, the players we've talked to say that you seem like a player's coach, that you want to get to know everybody individually, and, and I guess a lot of coaches do, but there's just something special about that connection. Uh, what about relating to the players that way? Because you have all these assistant coaches, but you're the head coach. It's got to be tough. How will you handle that? Well, players want to be coached, Mark. Mm -hmm. They want to go out and be the best that they can be. And basically all they want to be able to, it doesn't matter who it is, or how you go about doing it, they want to be able to go out to perform well. And I've been very fortunate to be able to hire some guys that are wonderful teachers that understand football, that love this game just like I do. And that's all players want. And when you talk about players, coach, I'm not sure exactly what that is. I do know this. I love being around them, and we're going to coach the, coach the crap out of them, and we're going to get them to where they want to be. And if, if that's what you call that, 
then that's exactly what I am, and that's what we're going to be. Great stuff there from head coach David Cully. All right, we got one segment left. We'll go around the NFL, try and get everybody caught up on all the NFL news of the day, and there's been plenty. That's next on Texans All Access. Texans All Access continues in a moment. And there you go. Your Daikin HVAC system is all set up. Ah, fantastic. And you can call us anytime. I'm committed to meeting all your expectations for your new HVAC. Wow, that's some service. Hey, it's the least we could do. With Daikin, the only thing as reliable as our heating and cooling systems is the Daikin Comfort Pros that support them. Daikin Air Intelligence. Welcome back to The Conversation. It's Texans All Access on Texans Radio. Yep, yep. Welcome back, everybody. Wednesday night edition, Texans All Access. Looking outside. Beautiful, beautiful evening. I mean, it is just, this is why you moved to Houston right here. If, well, if you're visiting and you want this all the time, you pretty much get it. Except for in January or February of 2021. Winter Storm Yuri or Zuri or whatever the hell it was. A little bit of Texans news. Saw this one uh, during a break of social media. May have been, I don't know how long it was. It's kind of on and off the last how many ever minutes in between breaks. Octavius Marquez Tay Davis. Formerly of the Browns and the New York Giants. Was undrafted free agent 2018. No, 2017, sorry. Spent two years with the Giants, two years with the Browns. 6'1", 225-pound linebacker, special teamer, is now a Houston Texan. We got an email from our PR department earlier, and it just said, okay, here's the roster. But it doesn't have any signings because the signings don't go official until the physicals are passed. Now, I did see the Dolphins account put out a welcome to Bernardrick McKinney, but that trade has not been officially consummated because the physicals have got to be passed on both sides. And until that happens, um, the Texans won't um, announce that deal. What they did announce today was that Zach Fulton was being released and that Vernon Hargraves was officially being Resigned. Those were announced today. Now, as far as out-of-house free agents coming in, they've all got to pass physicals. Tyrod Taylor, Andre Roberts, etc. They've got to go through that process before um, it gets officially announced. So last year, all these signings were taking place during COVID. And because they were taking place during COVID, physicals were kind of all over the place. Couldn't really announce it. I remember the, the the trade didn't really get officially announced, I think, all the way until April, if I remember correctly. Because they had to wait for everybody to take physical. It's just a mess. But this year, I think it's going to be a little bit easier to do that. So hopefully the official announcement of signings will happen uh, at some point and some point fairly soon. That roster has, I think, 49 names on it. That's it. And you have a, you have a 90-man roster. But all the Texans' unrestricted free agents were taken off of there. Guys like Garyon Conley and Will Fuller, etc. Guys that have been released officially off that list as well. And 
none of the new free agents have gone on there. So I think the number, I want to say, is 17 new additions. I could be wrong with that. But I think that the number is about that. So that gets you to about 65, 66. You still got 24, 25 players to fill out a 90-man roster. So you're going to get a lot of those from the undrafted free agent process. You'll get, what, eight or nine draft picks. At this point, you have eight or nine. Could get more. We'll see. But that's what you're going to bring in uh, from a rookie standpoint. So you bring in a bunch of vets with the free agent work, and then you bring in the rookies, and you get a 90-man roster, and you go to battle for 2021 and see uh, where you are at that point. It is the first day of the new league year, so deals became official today, including the Carson Wentz deal to Indianapolis. He will wear number two in Indianapolis, I guess because that's his second NFL team. And Carson Wentz becomes, well, the continuation of, I don't know the right way of saying this, he becomes the continuation of Colts' upheaval at quarterback. Consider this. In 2014, the starter was Andrew Luck. 2015, it was Matt Hasselbeck. 2016, it was Luck. 17, Brissett. 18, Luck. 19, Brissett. 20, this past year, Phillip Rivers. 2021, Carson Wentz. They have not had a guy start at quarterback in consecutive years since 2013-2014 for Indianapolis. And in that time frame from 2014 through this past year, they went to the AFC Championship game in 14. That was the last consecutive luck year. He went 12, 13, 14. They went uh, to the divisional round in 2018, and they got bumped out of just barely the wild card round against the Buffalo Bills and with the AFC Championship game in 2020. So with different quarterbacks throughout that time, they were able to get to the playoffs. Now, it was just Phillip Rivers and Andrew Luck. But this trade for Carson Wentz, the thing about it is it's not a significant trade. It's a two, it's a three, that's it. That's all it was, a second and a third. I think the third can turn into a second uh, based on playing time. That's a conditional third. So it could end up being essentially two seconds for the Colts to take on Carson Wentz. That's not a lot of risk to really to see if they can't get the confidence back in Carson Wentz and see what the Colts have. I'm very curious. Obviously, we'll see Carson Wentz twice this coming year, but I'm very curious to see if he can get his confidence back. But the Colts are, they're I don't want to say running it back, but in some sense they are. But they didn't get Trent Williams. There's a lot of talk about Trent Williams joining the Colts. They are getting Marlon Mack back after the Achilles. He signed a one-year deal. So they're going to have Marlon Mack, Naheem Hines, Jonathan Taylor, Jordan Wilkins. Their run game is going to be outstanding. But they still got to find a left tackle. I'd imagine they're going to do that in the draft. But it all comes back to Carson Wentz. If Carson Wentz is garbage, the Colts are going to be 9-7 and seven at best. If Carson Wentz is exceptional, that team could be the best in the AFC. I think he falls somewhere in between. I think he's probably a maybe a shade below Philip Rivers, but have the opportunity to do some different things because he can move, whereas Philip was a statue in the pocket. So curious to see Carson Wentz with the Indianapolis Colts, but that career officially starts today and started today in Indianapolis for one of the more mercurial quarterbacks in this league, 
Carson Wentz. All right, big thanks to Mark for joining me. David Cully for sitting down with Mark. My man B. Porter back in studio keeping me on the straight and narrow. It's all you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow night. The General John McClain will be in. I'm sure we'll have plenty of things to talk about. We'll do that tomorrow night. Thank you so much, everybody. And as always, go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. Better sleep means a better you. That's why Mattress Firm came up with the Rest Assured Promise, featuring the best mattresses from America's best mattress brands, like the Temper Breeze Collection, available now, with a $300 instant gift good towards your choice of sleep accessories. Visit with our sleep experts in-store, online, or by phone to find the right bed for you. Only at Mattress Firm, America's number one Tempur-Pedic retailer. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com sale. Nothing compares to the excitement and emotion of watching your Houston Texans play at NRG Stadium. Take the first step to joining the Houston Texans family and sign up for the 2021 season ticket priority wait list. Enjoy exclusive offers, event invitations, and more. Join for free at HoustonTexans.com. 